ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهم رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطيع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان خير الحديث كتاب الله وخير الحديث محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار ثم اما بعد ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله ان شاء الله تعالى we continue with this series introduction to innovation and the factions of innovation and over the past 3 weeks we covered the group ash'ariya or ash'ariya or or ash'ari tonight inshallah ta'ala we start chapter 2 with the new group al-jahmiya before we get into the group we want to just give an overview of what we want to discuss inshallah ta'ala in this particular portion of the the lecture or the dars want to talk about the foundation or brief history of this particular group al-jahmiya al-jahmiya and who the founder was also his evil chain of shayukh teachers that go back to the yahudi belief or to the jewish belief as well as his murder his execution because of his bid'ah also his one of his most famous students in which al-jahmiya was named after and also his execution and when did this group actually appear and the various phases or stages of this particular group before we get into that inshallah ta'ala as a reminder for myself and for you want to mention just some kalam from the book of Allah and the sunnah of his messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam and from myself this ummah in relation to bid'ah because bid'ah as ibn qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala he said that is akin to shirk that bid'ah is similar to shirk why because the one who innovates into the religion of Allah azza wa jalla 
He makes himself or herself a lawgiver, a legislator, along with Allah Azza wa Jal. And they're also saying indirectly that they know something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not know. Or that Allah had forgotten in the religion. So we begin with the book of Allah, where Allah, He says, وَإِذَا رَعِيتَ الَّذِينَ يُخَدُّونَ فِي آيَاتِنَا فَأَرْضْ عَنْهُمْ حَتَّى يُخَدُّوا فِي حَدِيثِ غَيْرِ Allah said that in His book, in Surah Al-An'am, Surah Al-An'am, the 68th ayah, وَإِذَا رَعِيتَ الَّذِينَ يُخَدُّونَ فِي آيَاتِنَا فَأَرْضْ عَنْهُمْ حَتَّى يُخَدُّوا فِي حَدِيثِ غَيْرِهِ Allah says, and when you see those who are engaged in making a, a, a mockery of the signs of Allah, Allah says, turn away from them until they turn to another speech. And then He says, and if shaitan makes you forget so then Allah goes on to say, and if shaitan makes you forget, when you remember, do not sit with a people who are wrongdoers. Imam Qurtubi, rahimahullah, in his tafsir, he said about this ayah, في هذه الآية رد من الكتاب الله عز وجل على من زعم أن الأئمة الذين هم حجاج واتبعهم لهم أن يخالطوا الفاسقين إمام قرطبي رحمه الله he says in his tafsir of this marvelous ayah that in this ayah is a refutation from the book of Allah Azza wa Jal upon those who claim that the imma, meaning that the imma, the leaders of the salaf, those who were the the hujjah, who were the evidences upon uh, uh, Ahlul Bid'ah, and those that followed them, those this is a proof against those who claim that they used to mix with the sinners. This is a proof against that. And Imam Tabari, rahimahullah, from Abi Ja'far, Muhammad ibn Ali, radiallahu anhum, anhu qal la tajalasu ahlil khasumat. فَإِنَّهُمْ الَّذِينَ يُخَدُّونَ فِي آيَاتِ اللَّهِ So Imam Tabari, rahimahullah, from Abi Ja'far, Muhammad ibn Ali, he said, indeed, do not sit with the people of argumentation. Indeed, these are the ones who argue in the signs of Allah. Or these are the ones who make mockery by the signs of Allah based on their, of course, their argumentation. So do not sit with them. So we see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, first and foremost, He advises us not to sit with the people who make mockery of the signs of Allah. And 
This is where they be from the kuffar or ahlu bid'ah. As one of the salafs say, when khada' fi ayatullah turikat mujalasatahu wa hujjir. Wa hujjir. That whoever uh, make mockery of these signs of Allah, the ayat of Allah, abandon sitting with him. Make hujjir. Make the abandonment from him. Whether mu'minin kana aw kafirin, whether he's a mu'min or a kafir, doesn't make a difference. Whether he's a mu'min or a kafir. So we see that the salaf explain this ayah, where Allah says, وَإِذَا رَعِيتَ الَّذِينَ يُخُدُّونَ فِي آيَاتِنَا فَأَعْرَثْ عَنْهُمْ حَتَّى يُخُدُّوا فِي حَدِيثٍ غَيْرِهِ that when you see those making mockery of the signs of Allah, turn away from them until they turn to another speech. The Salaf, we see that they defined or explained this ayat as being Ahlul Bid'ah. Also, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us also in Surah Al-An'am, the 159th ayat, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ فَرَّكُوا دِينَهُمْ وَكَانُوا شِيعًا so Allah says also in another verse in Surah An'am that indeed the ones in which divide their religion, their religion, and become sex, you have nothing to do with them. Allah says indeed. This is the Surah An'am, the 159th ayah. And this is important because people or those people who are juhal, who are ignorant of the religion of Allah Azza wa Jal, and Ahlul Bid'ah, and the common Muslim, they take innovation as something very light. And they say that you Salafis, you're, the, the, you're dividing the Muslimin, you're destroying the religion. We're trying to unify and you're trying to turn down. No, we're trying to clarify and rectify. Very important. Because these groups that we're covering, as I mentioned to you, they're not only groups of old. By name, yes, most of them are. But there are some who, as I mentioned, the Ash'ariya or Sha'ira or Ash'ari, they exist today by name. And also there are people who follow their madhab, whether they know it or not. As I mentioned last week, Hamza Yusuf is Maturadi, which is similar to Ash'ari. And Yusuf Qurdawi is supports Ash'ariya. And today, inshallah, we're going to see also the Jahmiya. Although this group is dead and gone physically, but you're going to find today there are people from the famous so-called callers to Allah, the, inter the internet callers, who promote this ideology of the Jahmiyyah, and many people follow them. So it's the duty of Ahlul Sunnati wal Jama'ah as Salafiyyin, and more specifically, more specifically, ulama, the scholars, to clarify their religion and to refute the bid'ah and Ahlul Bid'ah. So this group. Is from the groups of innovation. So I want to remind myself and you 
the importance of standing away from innovation. So Allah says, when you see those making mockery of the signs of Allah, turn away from them. Then He says also, and as an interruption, I just seen that someone had mentioned that they were unable to connect to the class because the link was not working. So I don't know if the the brothers can uh, solve that problem or not. Also, the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, in two well-known well ahadith, Bukhari and Muslim, the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said in authority of Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, من أهتدى في عمرنا ليس منه فهو رد إذن من عمل عمل ليس عليه عمرنا هذا فهو رد So we have two narrations One covers the innovator And the other one covers the one who follows the innovation The first one covers the innovator The Messenger of Allah وسلم, said من أهدف في عمرنا ليس منه Whomever innovates in its affair of ours that's not from it, it is rejected. And then the other narration covers the one who follows the innovator. And also, whoever does an action that's not upon this affair of ours. It is rejected. These narrations are authentic. Sahih. Mutafakun Ali. One Bukhari Muslim and one Muslim. Also, we have a some of the kalam from the Salaf. We said the Book of Allah and the Sunnah of the Messenger. Because once again, we don't want to leave any doubt in anyone's mind that what we're doing and what we're presenting in relation to the false groups. And the false ideologies, because we're going to get up to some of the groups of today. We're just starting out with the, with the groups of old. And inshallah ta'ala, it leads up to the groups today, inshallah. So what we're doing, we don't want anyone to have any shak, any raib, any shubh, or shubahat. We don't want any doubt whatsoever, no discrepancies about what we're doing is not from the Sunnah of the Messenger This is the way of Ahl Sunnati wa Jama'ah. Refutations. And of course, we know that refutations are not the foundation of the religion. But it is necessary and important. So we take, we said the Book of Allah and the Sunnah of the Messenger We also take the statements of the Salaf. وَقَالَ فُذَالِ بْنِ إِذَا رَعِيتُ رَجُلًا مِنْ أَهْلِ السُنَّةِ كَأَنَّمَا أَرَى رَجُلًا مِنْ أَسْحَابِ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صلى الله عليه وسلم وَإِذَا رَعِيتُ رَجُلًا مِنْ أَهْلِ الْبِدْعِ فَكَأَنَّمَا أَرَى رَجُلًا مِنَ الْمُنَافِقِينَ So, Fudal ibn Iyad, he mentions that when you see a, a man from Ahl Sunnah. It is as if you seen a man from the companions of the Messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And Imam Shafi'i ta'ala'at, he said, it's as if you seen the Messenger of Allah. Then he goes on to say, 
And if you see a man from Ahlul Bid'ah, it's as if you've seen a man from the Munafiqeen. And you can find this statement in the book of Imam Babahari, Sharah Sunnah. Sharah Sunnah. So also, we take another statement from the Salaf. Qala Sufyan al-Thawri, rahimahullah, man asqa bi-udhnihi ila sahibi bid'atin kharaja min ismatillahi wa wakila ilayha yani ila bid'i So we have a statement from Sufyan al-Thawri that's found in the book of Abu Naim in his Hiljatul Tulib Hiljatul Uliya and also Ibn Batta in his Al Ibana that Sufyan al Thawri, Rahimahullah, he said, Whomever listens with his ears to a person of bid'ah, innovation. He comes out of the preservation of Allah and entrusts himself to it. Yani meaning to the bid'ah. To the bid'ah. Also, we have another statement of Fudail ibn Iyad, rahimahullah. Man jalasa sahiba bid'ah lam yu'ta al-hikmah. Fudail ibn Iyad, he said, Whomever sits with a person of innovation, he leaves, or, he, or he's, I'm sorry, he has not been given wisdom. He has not been given wisdom. Whoever sits with a person of innovation has not been given wisdom. And you can find this in the book Al Sharia by Al Ajuri, and also Ibn Abbata and Al Ibana, and other than them. Also, we have a statement from Fudail ibn Iyad, لَا تَجْلِسْ مَعَ صَاحِبِ بِدْعَةِ فَإِنِّي أَخَافُ أَن تَنْزِلَ عَلَيْكَ الْلَعَانَ So also, Fudail said that, do not sit with the people of bid'ah. Indeed, I fear that they may descend upon you the curse. The curse, meaning the curse of Allah. And it goes with the narration of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Whomever Allah has cursed, Allah has cursed the one who supports an innovator. This is the one who supports them. And Ulama explained it meaning, support them whether you believe in their bid'ah or not. If you defend them when someone refutes them and you defend them, this is support for them, then this stands for that person also. So what about the one who actually innovates the, the bid'ah? <clears throat> also we take another statement from Fudhali ibn Iyad Man ahabba sahiba bid'ah ahbata Allahu amalahu wa akhraja nurul islam min qalbihi Man ahabba sahiba bid'ah so Fudayl ibn Iyad said also that whoever loves the people of innovation, he has uh, nullified his actions 
and he has come out of Islam, or the, 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 the nur of Islam has come out of his heart. The light of Islam has exited his heart. Exited his heart. Also, Fudayl ibn Iyad said, Man jalasa ma'a sahiba bid'a fi tariq for Jews fi tariq ghayrihi. So, also, Fudayl ibn Iyad, he says that those who sit with Ahlul Bid'ah in a path, therefore go to another path other than it. Go to a different path other than that particular path. Go to a different path. So we see that, that the, the, the Salaf, they didn't play when it comes to Bid'ah and the people. Also, this last statement from Fudayl ibn Iyad, he says, مَنْ أَظْرَمَ صَحِبَ بِدْعَى فَقَدْ فَقَدْ أَعَانَ عَلَى الْحَدَمَ الْإِسْلَامِ وَمَنْ تَبَسَّمَ فِي وَجْحِ مُبْتَدِعِ فَقَدِّسْ تَخَفَّ بِمَا أَنْزَلَ اللَّهُ عَزَّ وَجَلْ عَلَى مُحَمِّدْ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ وَمَنْ زَوَّجَ خَرِيمَتِهِ كَرِيمَتِهِ مِنْ مُبْتَدِعِ فَقَدْ قَطَعَ رَهِمَهَا وَمَنْ تَبِعَ جَنَازَةَ مُبْتَدِعِ لَمْ يَزَلْ so also we have a statement from Fudayl ibn Iyad, the last one that we get into the topic insha'Allah ta'ala, is that Fudayl ibn Iyad, he said that whoever magnifies or makes great the people of Bid'ah, indeed he has aided in the destruction of Islam. Whomever has magnified or made great the people of Bid'ah, indeed he has aided in the destruction of Islam. Whomever smiles in their face, indeed has belittled what Allah has sent down upon Muhammad wasallam. Whomever marries the one under his care to the people of Bid'ah, indeed has cut off her relationship. Whoever follows the janazah of a person of bid'ah, he does not cease being under the displeasure of Allah until he returns. So, these statements that I mentioned, for those who have intellect, the uqala, this suffices us to know that bid'ah is a serious affair. And these groups that we're, uh, that we're talking about, we must take it very serious. Because they have deviated many people in the religion of Allah Azza wa Jal. So we begin with this new group, the second group, Al-Jahmiyyah. And its foundation, Mu'assasaha, is not what many people think. Many people think that Jahm ibn Safwan is the founder of this group, but he's not. He's not. He's just one of the important figures and students of the founder of the group. The founder of this group, a Jahmiya, is a Ja'ad ibn Dirham, who was executed in 119 after the Hijra. And there's some ikhtilaf over the, the date of his death. But nonetheless, he died in around 119, between 119 and 124 after the Hijra. His name was Ja'ad ibn Durham. And 
he resided in Khurasan. Khurasan. And he made Hijr. He made, he made Hijra. Ba'dathalik ila Damashq. He made migration to Damashq, which is in the, in the, the region of Iraq. Once again, the founder of this group, a Jahamiya, was a Ja'ad ibn Durham, who was executed in 119 after the Hijra, who was born in Khurasan. Then he made migration to Damascus. His shuyukh, listen to the chain of where he got his religion from, because he was a philosopher. And he went against Ahl Sunnah. But after listening to his chain of shayukh, you understand where he got this Al-Aqidat Al-Batila from, this false belief. So, فَإِنَّ جَعَدٍ أَخَذَهَا أَنْ عَبَّان إِبْنْ سَمَعَان عَنْ طَالُوتْ Ibn Uqs, Labid al-Asim, al-Yahudi, al-Sahir, al-Ladhi sahara Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, al-Ladhi qala al-Tawra makhluq. Subhanallah. So, as the ulama bring, like Shaykh uh, Muhammad Aman al-Jami, that great scholar from Ethiopia who migrated to the Memlik of Saudiya, walking during the month of Ramadan, he caught a boat from Ethiopia to Yemen in the 40s, and then from there he walked in his, at the age of 20, him and a companion, to Mecca while fasting. And he met Sheikh Ibn Baz, rahimahullah. And the Sheikh, the Sheikh had wrote a letter from him to be able to teach in university, and the Sheikh, Sheikh Muhammad Aman al-Jami, used to teach in the Prophet's Masjid in Medina. Sheikh Muhammad Aman al-Jami was strong in his aqidah. And our brother Abu Awais, rahimahullah, he had an opportunity to, to benefit from Sheikh Muhammad Aman al-Jami and other than him from the brothers that we know. But nonetheless, Sheikh Muhammad Aman al-Jami has a book called Al-Aqidah Islamiyah wa Tarikhaha. The Aqidah of, of Islam and its history. He mentions this chain as well as other ulama mentioned this chain of Al-Ja'ad ibn Durham, the one who's the founder of this group at Jahmiyyah. He said that indeed Ja'ad took from Aban ibn Sama'an, from Talut ibn Ukht Labid al-Asim al-Yahudi, who took from Talut the son of the sister of Labid al-Asim, the Jew who was a magician, who practiced magic on the Messenger wasallam, who said that the Torah was created. Sound familiar? Because one of their beliefs is that the Qur'an, makhluk, is created. Ahl al-Sunnati wa jama'ah say al-Qur'an, kalam Allah, wa laysa makhluk. Once again, the Mu'assasaha, 
The founder of this group is a Jad ibn Durham who was executed in 119 after the Hijrah. We're going to talk about how he was executed. He was born in Khurasan, then he made Hijrah, بعد ذلك إلى دمشق. He learnt from Aban ibn Sam'an, who learnt from Talut ibn Uqt Labid al-Asim al-Yahudi, who learnt from the son of the sister of Labid al-Asim. The Jew who was a magician, who practiced magic, the one in which practiced magic on the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, who also said that the Torah, the book of Musa, والسلام, was created. This chain, it was mentioned by, by you know, more than one of the ulama. It's well known. So this is how, this is where they get the Aqidah from. And this is not the only group. As we're going to see, we get into these other groups like the Shia. Likewise, they, their Aqidah came from a Jew. So the Jahmiyyah, the Aqidah came from a Yahudi, a Jew, who was a magi who practiced magic, who also said the Torah was created. This Ja'ad, he was killed during Eid al-Adha. As Sheikh Muhammad Amman al-Jami mentions in Al-Aqidah Islamiyah wa Tarikhaha. As he mentions in his Aqidah of Islam and his history, and like I said, others in him mentions, he mentions that this Ja'ad, he was killed by Khalid al-Qasri and he was the he was the Amir of the Muslimin in that particular region he was the Amir I believe Sheikh Muhammad al Jami didn't mention it but I believe he was the the uh, no I'm sorry he was the I, I believe he's actually the, the ruler Jami bin Safwan got killed by the Amir so on the day of Eid, as Sheikh Muhammad Aman al-Jami mentions, he mentions that Khalid has, has said at the, in the khutbah, Ayyuhannas, O people, slaughter, the qabla Allah, the, the hayakum, may Allah accept your slaughter. فَإِنِّي مُدِّيحٍ بِالْجَعَدِ بِنْ دُرْحَمْ لِأَنَّهُ زَعَمْ Zaama and Allah Lam Yutakhada Ibrahim Khalil Walam Yukalama Musa Takliman. He said, O oh, you people, slaughter. May Allah accept your slaughter from you. Indeed, I will slaughter Ja'ad ibn Durham. Indeed, he claims that Allah did not take Ibrahim as a Khalil. And he claims that Allah did not speak. To Musa. Then he took hold of him and he slaughtered him. And it was narrated also in other than this that 
this giant, he was dragged into the mansion in chains. He was dragged into the mansion into chains to the khutbah to Eid. And he was made a udhiyah. He was made a slaughter on that day. In the masjid. In front of the people. Slaughtered. Now, and this is 119 after the hijrah. Now let me clarify a misconception by some of Ahlul Bid'ah and some of the Kufar. Because there was an article written in 2013 based on this event by the Kufar. And there's some Muslims who are deviant from Ahlul Bid'ah, from Khwali Muslimin and other than that, who say they're going to do the same thing to the, to the Shia, but they claim it to be cannibalism. What they do, they mix up events. For instance, they say this event when Khalid al-Qasri, when he slaughtered Ja'ad ibn Durham, they say that he slaughtered him to be eaten. To be eaten. And so this person of Bid'ah, he say, Safwat, Hayri, something like this. He says that this is a proof that is preferred on the Eid to slaughter a human sacrifice rather than an animal. That you can slaughter a human being and eat him. And he says that this story proves it. Then he brings some statements of the Salaf. Like Imam Nawawi, or you can say Nawawi, you can say either way. Like you can say Imam Tirmadi with a Kesar or Tormadi with a Dhamma. So he brings a statement of Imam Nawawi and Ibn Qaddama, Imam Shafi'i, Waqadak, and other ulama. Wherein they discuss the issue of eating human flesh. And of course, it is not permissible to kill anyone and then eat them. The discussion that the ulama mentioned in this issue in fiqh was based on if someone was in a state of necessity and they're about to die and there's no one else around and there's someone with them on that journey and that person with them also, that person had died before them. That person is not alive because they made it clear you cannot slaughter anyone Kafir or Muslim. You cannot slaughter anyone and then eat them. They mention if the person is already dead. They discuss this. Imam Nawi, Imam Qaddama, Imam Shafi'i, Abu Hanifa, Imam Malik, Imam Ahmed, Wakadak. Sheikh bin Baz, Sheikh Uthimeen. Right? Out of Durora, necessity to save your life, you can eat that person who has died, not that they are alive and you kill them. Two different things. In order to save your life. But you cannot, they mention you cannot cook them, grill them, anything of this nature. Out of respect for the body. Only thing you can do, you have to eat it raw. And it's good enough to fit this to save your life. Save your life. And of course you have to hate it. But they they make the they say that at Al Azhar University also, and they use it as their proof 
to, they say, eat humans alive when a'udhu billah is haram. They use this story of Ja'ad ibn Durham being slaughtered. And they say he was sacrificed on the day of Eid to be eaten. This is a lie. This is a lie. This is not the case. Ja'ad ibn Durham was slaughtered because of his apostasy. Because he was an apostate. He apostated from Islam with his belief. So because he was an apostate, his bid'ah makifara. So therefore he was executed. But not to be eaten, as they say. He was executed because of his belief. As the Messenger wasallam said, مَنْ بَدَلَ دِينُهُ فَاكْتَلُهُ Whoever, uh, something came akala. Whoever, whoever changes his deen, therefore kill him. Of course, this is only an Islamic state. It's not for us. And we cannot go around and kill anyone. This is not, this is not an endorsement. We are not, we are not terrorists. We're not irhabiyin. We're not from ISIS. We're not from Khawarij. No, we're talking about what the Sharia says. An Islamic state. So this story was misconstrued purposely or out of ignorance to justify killing someone alive and eating him. This is not permissible. This story is not the case. So I wanted to clarify that because this, this is a story that's circulating amongst the Kufar and their news media and as well as amongst the Juhal uh, uh, Muslimin and those from Ahlul Bid'ah. And the ulama past and of present have clarified this. So I wanted to uh, mention that. So we continue. So this Ja'ad ibn Durham was slaughtered. And it was by the ruler of Basra, Khalid ibn Abdullah al Qasri. Fi yawm al Udha, on the day of the Eid of slaughter. So, but this was not before Jaham ibn Safwan al-Turmadi or Tirmadhi took from him his corrupted belief. And Jaham ibn Safwan, he to refute or debate with the philosophers until as Imam Tahawiyah brings in his Sharh, in his Al-Aqidah Tahawiyah, and in the explanation of it, it mentions that, that Jaham, he went through a stage. وَكَانَ جَهَمْ هَذَا قَدْ تَرَكَ السَّلَاةِ أَرْبَعِينَ يَوْمٍ شَكٍ فِي رَبَّهُ فَبَقَى أَرْبَعِينَ يَوْمٍ لَا يُعْبَدَ شَيْءٍ So it said that, in the explanation of Al-Aqidah Sahawiyah, that Jaham ibn Safwan, he went through a stage of abandoning Salat for 40 days while doubting his Rabb, while doubting Allah. And he remained upon that 40 days without worshipping anything. So we see that the student of Ja'ad ibn Durham, Jaham ibn Safwan, that he apostated from Islam. Because the ulama ruled that if a person does not praise a kafir. Now of course, ulama, they say, is it out of ignorance? I mean, out of uh, being, being, you know, thinking that it's not obligatory upon that person, out of weakness, or while knowing that it's obligatory upon them, and so on and so forth. 
And some just say that person is a kafir regardless. Imam Ahmed rahimahullah is to hold the opinion that if you miss one salat, you're a kafir. So he abandoned salat for 40 days. And he used to debate with the philosophers. And he took this aqidah of Ja'ad ibn Durham in negating the attributes of Allah. And I'm going to mention some of their beliefs that they, that they have. And in his thought in trying to purify Allah from being like his creation, he negated Allah's attributes altogether. Because he said that Allah is not like his creation because Allah says, لَيْسَ كَمِثْلِهِ شَيْءٍ In the 42nd surah, 11th ayah. So if Allah said, لَيْسَ كَمِثْلِهِ شَيْءٍ There's nothing like him. Therefore, Allah cannot be like his creation. So in order to try to purify Allah from his creation, he negated all of Allah's attributes out of ignorance. And the people followed him in that. And then that belief became known as a Jahmiyyah set. Name after Jaham ibn Safwan. This belief it started to spread بعد عصر الصحابة في أوائل المائية أذانية. It started to spread in the second century after the companions of the Messenger of Allah Wasallam. This group of Jahmiyyah went through several stages. Murahil al-marhala al-ula or al-Torah al-ula the first stage or the first phase al-asli meaning the original Jahmiyyah the original Jahmiyyah Ja'ad ibn Durham in the first century and his student uh, Jahmi ibn Safwan and then you have Bishr al-Marisi in the, in the century of Imam, Imam Ahmed like this so the first uh, marhala the first phase was asli the pure Jahmiyyah al-marhala al-thani al-waqaf al-waqafa al-waqafa which is being on the fence. Meaning that in the second phase of this group of Jahmiyyah, as the, as the time went on, they would say, because they believed in the first phase that Al-Quran makhluq, the Quran is created. But in the second stage, they would say, the second, after them, the people that came after them would say, نَحْنُ لَا نَعْرَفُ إِذَا Quran makhluq أَمْ لَا we don't know if the Qur'an is created or not. We don't know if the Qur'an is created or not. In the marhala al-thalith, the third stage, al-lathiyyah. Yani meaning, i'tiraf al-Qur'an kama kalam Allah walakin ka ma'ani wala kalimat wa'ibarat. So in the in the third stage they would say they would say it was called they were called lafiyya, meaning that they would acknowledge the Quran being the speech of Allah, but meaning that it is his speech only in meaning, 
but not in wording and expression. I mean, in other words, there's no word. <coughs> Excuse me, like the group that we talked about last week, the Ash'ari. They believe Allah has speech, but it's in Himself. And it can be, cannot be heard by anyone, by angels, nor by prophets and messengers. It has no harf, no salt. No words, no sounds. So the third phase of the Jahmiyyah and the later generation of them, they believe the Quran is the speech of Allah, but only in meaning, but not in, in reality, not in words or in, in um, expression. And the Marhala Rabia, and the fourth stage, excuse me. The fourth stage, Al-Qubul Al-Kathib. The fourth stage is a false acceptance. A false acceptance of the speech of Allah. They would say, نَحْنُ نَعْتَقِدُ أَنْ الْقُرْآنِ هُوَ كَلَامُ اللَّهِ وَمَا يُدْلُوا وَكِتَابًا هُوَ الْقُرْآنِ وَلَكِنْ مَا حَفِظَهُ فِي صِدْرِهِ لا يمكن أن يكون القرآن وكيف يمكن أن تكون صفة من الله في صدرنا. So in the last stage, it was a deception, a false acceptance of the speech of Allah. They would say we believe that the Quran is the speech of Allah, and what is what is recited from it, and what is written from it. Is the Quran, but what is preserved in the hearts cannot be the Quran. How can it be? How is it possible that what's preserved in our hearts can be from a description of Allah? So they would play games. So they went through the four stages once again. The first phase is the asli. The first in the original stage of the Jahmiyyah, which they believe that the Quran was created, they make false interpretation of the nuzul of Allah, the descending of Allah, like the Messenger of Allah, some say Allah descends at the last third of the night. They do not believe Allah is over the heavens, and we covered that last week with the, with the uh, Ash'ari. They say the Quran is created. They also uh, deny that the believers will see their Rabb or Yawm Qiyamah. And inshallah ta'ala, we're going to point by point next week. We're going to close out. We just want to bring introduction tonight. Next week, point by point, we're going to refute that one, they do not believe Allah ascended over his throne. Two, they oppose and hate that Allah descends to the lowest heavens. We're going to prove that next week. Also, that the Quran is created. We're going to prove that, although we talked about it previously. And also, they deny the believers seeing their Rabb, seeing their Lord on Yawm Qiyamah. And they use such verses in the Quran where Allah, when Musa salam, asked Allah, Can he see him? He said, Lam tarani. You will not see me. They use verses like this to prove that, you, that we will not see Allah. But this is only in the dunya. And we're going to explain that inshallah next week. So we're going to refute those claims they make next week and others other than that inshallah.
So with that, we're going to we're going to close out, inshallah. And we say we hope that we did justice to the topic, and we hope that our words were clear, and we hope that there was uh, no hindrance in your comprehension or in your listening due to any impediments on my part, whether it be from my speech, of stuttering, or other than that. And we hope that uh, there was no technical problems where the people cannot hear because we know that there were a few complaints about it going in and out uh, last week. And we hope that Allah Azza wa Jal uh, made it easy for us. So with that, we say, Subhanakallahumma biyamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illa ant. Astaghfiruka tawadik. Akula qawli hadha. Astaghfirullah di walakum. tawfiq with the bat. Anything I said corrects from Allah, from Allah alone. Anything I said from mistakes myself and the shaitan. Hafidhakum Allah min kulli shawas kanakum fi si janatihi. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.